Hello and welcome finally to another episode of Drivel. The motoring podcast brought to you by a couple of regular petrol heads. We are your hosts. I'm Mo. And I'm O. And this is the first episode of 2020. I was going to say 2022 then, but I skipped a year. 2021, the first episode of 2021. Are you sure? Yes, definitely the first episode in 2020. I'm pretty sure. I think I would have remembered if we'd have recorded this year. Well, yeah, there was normally a delay between us recording and you putting stuff out there. And then I can't post this and I can't post that because this episode hasn't gone out yet. But this one has and not. But actually, it's been so long since we've done one. I think everything's out and out. We we don't have anything in the pocket, do we? Yeah, so so just so it doesn't confuse your your, uh, precious little brain... um, Every- talking to the listeners there. That's a bit. That's a bit. <laughs> wow. I, I, I excuse both. It's been a while since he's been here, so I do apologise for that. That was a bit. That was a low blow mode. Clearly, it's normally me that would come out with shit like that. Clearly, if I was delivering any low blows, which that was one, Ooh. it wouldn't be to the listeners. It would be aimed entirely at Ooh. you. But what I was about to say was, yes, everything that we have recorded has been put out there everything that we wanted to be put out there has been put out there so we are completely up to date we are so up to date in fact that i don't think we've posted anything on the socials for probably about a month yeah we are in february at the moment mid-feb when we're recording this i think i've made a couple of comments as i'm posting you've made comments you've told me not to stop doing that but no no you can comment you just don't don't create negative press about us I'm not. I'm not creating negative press about us. I'm being negative about the crap that people post. Yeah. I okay. But you fine. I I gave O access to the Drivel Instagram page. Um, so if any of you lovely people out there get abused on behalf of Drivel, it's O. It's definitely O. It's Listen, not Mo. I've told you a million and one times. You know I do not take the internet seriously. Okay, it's just the internet, and you talk to random people. I don't really give a shit about. So all this stuff on the, like, I, I tell you, I tell you what amazes me yeah, is, or what does my head in. You make a comment on one of these inter, in, in, or one of these internet places, yeah, Facebook, <laughs> the internet, inst, Instagram, stuff like that, social yeah? media websites. Yeah. So you make a comment on there, yeah, and people then want to get into a debate with you, or they expect you. And they they reply and then they expect you to reply to it. And why did you say this? And I'm like, mate, I just made a comment. If you want to carry on, you carry on. But I'm not going to come back. And someone had a go at me for not like carrying on a conversation. I was like, it's not a conversation. I made a comment because I was bored or I was doing something. I looked at my phone, made a comment. I've, that's it. I'm not coming back to have a discussion with a nobody on the internet on my phone. Sorry. And, and in case anybody was wondering, this is how he operates with friends in real life as well. He may occasionally pop onto WhatsApp, send an abusive message. He's not expecting a response back or a conversation. This is just how you operate in, in I don't life. Even, I don't even look at it. Like, there are people say, oh, you haven't seen my message yet. I was like, what? I said what I wanted to say. He sent you some abuse. What do I know? I don't give a shit what you've got to say to me in return. <laughs> he's, it's he's, just like 10 times worse on the internet, though. I don't. Some dude sat somewhere in America or wherever replying to my comment. I don't care, mate. You're a very simple soul. I've just voiced my opinion and that's it. I know. And now we've put a microphone in front of you as well. But anyway, what we were saying, what were we, what were we even talking about? First episode of 2021. That's what we were talking about. And it's yes. been a while. It yes, has. fucking COVID. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we, we put a lot of it has screwed a lot of things. Um, We've uh, we put out a post on Instagram uh, at Drivel Podcast on Instagram. Um, I might as well plug the socials at Drivel Podcast on Instagram mm-hmm. and Drivel on Facebook is where you can find us. And we still do have a, an email address, 
which is uh, drivelpodcast2020 at gmail.com. And which that's, is so complicated, people don't remember it. So I think you're probably the only one that struggles with it. In any case, if you head over to at drivelpodcast on Instagram, you will find the links and details of every other uh, way you can get in touch with us anyway. And if you're not on Instagram, then um, I don't know. I don't really know what to tell you. But anyway, uh, yeah, so in January... Um, of this year we put up a post just to say that we have been uh missing and we we know that uh we haven't posted a lot and we certainly haven't been able to record and the reason for that is um unfortunately i lost a close family member to covid uh, recently i lost my father to covid and the reason i'm bringing that up actually is because for those of you that remember the very first car and the very first brand that we ever spoke about back in episode one bluebird nissan bluebird exactly I do sometimes listen to what you say yeah i went back and listened to episode one recently by the way god it's awful i know it I'm not, I, this is what i told you at the time this is what i told people at the time i was like, it's crap I, I i'm not i'm not saying this episode is good or any episodes past that point have in been relative brilliant. terms in, re- in relative terms we're pros <laughs> that's true but your editing skills awful. haven't got any better it still takes you freaking ages but in terms of doing a podcast we're let, let I'm me, on it. I'm on it. Let me explain editing to you. You have to they start. Got, they haven't got time for that. You have to start with good content first. There's no. There's no amount of magical I, editing listen, that will turn I, a turd into a precious stone. Excuse me. I turned you into precious stone, didn't I? I run this podcast. <laughs> you all right? me a turd. I carry your ass here. I could just use you for the editing, but I think you know what? I allow the guy. Yeah, I let him just rant and you're, you're, and you're let me talk, talk as well. Crap. Yeah, do something because Sorry. nerds like you find it difficult to communicate and talk sense. So I just let you do it. Otherwise, I could just say, no, I've done it. Thanks, man. Just edit it out and put it out. Um, so yeah getting back to what I was talking about the Nissan Bluebird yeah it was the first car we ever spoke about back in episode one back when my editing skills were still poor uh, but our presentation skills were poorer still Um, I think that car has got to be most people's from a certain yeah well I mean dad's first car in it well, it wasn't my dad's first car, but it was the first car I remember him having. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when I, I guess, have conscious memory uh, of the first car I was driving, it was it was the white Nissan Bluebird that he had. And that kind of fits into today's episode, which is going to be about Nissan. But before we get into that, because I know you drove one, I was going to say recently, I know you drove one probably a couple of months ago now. I drove it as well, and I've pretty much forgotten it. Um, but before we get into that, we do have something very important to say. Can you guess what it is, though? You just told them about why no. they haven't been here. You, has That's it been it. that you long that you've forgotten the format of the show? And you don't know what's coming? Yeah, are we going to... Oh, for fuck's sake. There we go. You can hear the penny dropping. It's brilliant. So You know what? I am better off doing these on my own. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a breakaway podcast. A break? Oh, okay. I'm going to do a breakaway solo. podcast. Yeah. We do need to remind them about your breakaway Instagram page, which we will plug at the end because I oh, think yeah. you've only got like two followers: the no, drivel no. page and my personal page. So we will yeah, plug yeah. that at the end and get you some more followers. Definitely. No, I'm not saying we're going to get following you. me from my. Other oh, page you okay? As well. Three. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to get you more. Maybe we'll get you up to like five or six followers because we don't have many of our own anyway. Um, that's a good point. But yes, so the very important thing that I need to tell you and that I tell you guys every episode, we are a motoring podcast. Absolutely, we're a motoring podcast. We do car reviews. (laughs) He's yawning. Uh, Properly yawning as well. That wasn't just put on for the microphone. Um, We do properly yawning when you do your blooming, whatever you do, claimer. 
dis- the, the disclaimer, the very po- important disclaimer. We are a motoring podcast. We do car reviews. We and talk I about cars. We give you our views and our opinions on cars. We bring you news about cars and the motoring industry. Uh, but what we aren't when we're doing any of that stuff is we are not professional motoring journalists. We're not professional podcasters, hosts, uh, personality. We are professional advisors, though. As I keep mentioning, companies do take note of us. Companies may take note, but they're not listening to the disclaimer because what I need to say in this disclaimer to you guys right now is that you should listen to what we're saying. You should enjoy everything that we're about to say. You should laugh at us or you can laugh with us. We don't mind. Up to you. As long as you listen, that's fine. But do not follow any advice that we give you or do not interpret anything that we are about to say in this episode as advice. And if you do, and if it goes wrong, which it probably will, don't blame us Unless because we told you. Cars, then you can listen to me. No, don't do that either. Yeah. Have you seen my Instagram page? I've seen your Instagram page. It's just Thank a big you. oily mess. It was a big oily mess. Is it slightly less oily mess now? Yeah. Oh my god, it's a big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, t- I'll come. Back, I'll come. I'll come back to that in a bit. Actually, because actually, I've got an even bigger disclaimer. Yeah. So if my two year, if my three, how a three year old runs in and creates some noise or shouts, you might hear in the background. But unfortunately, we're having to do this. Hey, that's like this, that, that's so. what isn't that the working from home life that we're it all is, experiencing right now? Interruptions from small children. I'm hoping she does turn in because then I love to see Mo twitch when he like gets some disturbances. So I see that you're there. I don't know, browsing something on your phone. I, know, I bet you it's annoying you, isn't it? The disclaimer's... I bet you it's annoying you. <laughs> well, it's not that I was about to say. The disclaimer's done now, so you can now start paying attention to the show. Okay. We're, we're, we're over uh, the disclaimer, which means we're now moving into the part of the show where you... No, 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 wait, 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 shit, I just remembered, yeah? Okay, listen, I'm going to start... A, uh, right, I've got to start a GoFundMe page. Uh, what uh, are you funding? Yeah, 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 I'll t- listen. I'm going to start a Drivel GoFundMe page. There's a Rover Coupe Turbo... <laughs> N red, okay, immaculate condition, ten thousand five hundred miles. Wow, ten thousand five hundred miles. Let me let me just unmolested. Let me just break that down before you say the word unmolested again. N reg means it's a nineteen ninety five slash nineteen ninety six. So this is a car that's twenty four to twenty five years Listen. old. No, twenty five to twenty six years old. We're in two thousand twenty one now. Yeah, um, and it's done ten and a half thousand miles. So the average mileage that you expect a car to do is ten thousand miles a year. Yep. So this car hasn't been driven much at all. And I can only suspect it's because no, it was shut broken. Up. Listen, don't interrupt me, right? This is my, you've had your bullshit disclaimer, right? The car, 10 and a half, full service history. And before you say, we've done 10, hang on, hang on. Service history isn't only done on miles, I know. it's done on time. So I, know, I cannot that's what makes it so hilarious just when being I say one, sat there. One. Yeah. So 10 and a half thousand miles in the, in the Tahiti blue, for those of you that know, for those of you... Do you say the ignorant, ta- the ign- Tahiti blue? Not Tahiti. It sounded like you said Tahiti blue. Well, that's what they used to call it. it Tahiti blue. But for the lipstick ignorant people heels. there that don't know about them, it's called the Tahiti blue. Yeah. And listen, to your point, if an XR shitty free eye can go for stupid bucks, this rover, he's only asking 12 and a half grand for it. Uh, that's 12 and a half grand. And I'm t- it is immaculate, mate. So obviously I don't have that kind of money at the moment. But please, please, please to do donate. And if we could use it as like our mascot, it'll go with my Rover mug that you got me for my birthday. That's about See? as much as we could afford See? with a Rover exactly. mug, Tony. Yeah. But this is, you do not find it. This is like the Holy Grail. You do not find these cars in this condition. You do not, A, there's not very many of them about, but you do not find one with 10,500 miles. For a brief moment, and apologies to the listeners, I'm going to be sensible here while we're talking about a Rover 200 Coupe. That is really good. It's a turbo, yeah? KGF Classics had one a little while back with more mileage on there, and I think they ended up selling it for 
13 grand or 14 grand maybe this is a turbo this is a 220 turbo the fdh model now the stories differ about the fdh well, we've heard this stupid story yeah, about yeah, the registration yeah. plates but, in japan and i don't care and i don't think anyone else cares but but i mean it's got a bit it's got a story to it and people seem to it doesn't really make any difference well actually no you do get the lever you do get the aircon you do get the third brake light and stuff like that but <laughs> third brake light whoa yeah. but, <laughs> listen, hold hang on when was, this cut, not, when was it 1995 Yes. Yeah. You don't need to get for like top brake lights and stuff like that. It's all optional extra. It's different to the market here, you see. So there's little things like that that people look for. So please, please, please donate generously. Get Omer a car with a third brake Considering we've only got about 50 followers, I haven't got time to do the maths right now, but that's a lot of donations you're going to have to make between you to get me up to 12 and a half grand. Or one very generous... Or one very generous follower, yeah. yeah. Listener. We've got more listeners than we've got followers. We make this point every time. Our listeners are not following us because we've got way more listeners than we have followers. Yeah, I don't understand. True, true. Yeah, Either yeah, our listeners don't have Instagram or our listeners choose to ignore the bit where we plug all of our al- socials. You're not very good at the algorithms, are you? What algorithms? For the, getting the, more followers. The algorithm is simple. Likes. Find us on Instagram at Drivel Podcast. Nah, you know the name of the people, podcast. And then just pay, click follow. Pay for it, don't they? Pay to promote their page. And I am like not like going to pay someone to promote our page. You oh, guys no, are the ones to pay someone to promote that page either. Anyway, so you, you're done with the the uh, the regular rover update that we seem to get every yeah, I'll single repeat episode. Yeah, at the end, so don't forget. So what are we doing? What are we talking about? You drove a car, a Nissan, recently. Mate, is it? What a, did you drive? That's not even a car. I, that's not. I don't know. Okay, so before I started it, drove some frog-looking thing. Oh, you could probably guess what it is when he said the word frog. Yeah, on stilts. Ooh, even so, bigger clue. The Duke, the Nissan Duke, like. First of all, yeah, you see so many of them on the road, right? Yeah, very popular car. I don't know. I, have a, I, I, I don't understand why. Yeah, it's not... Well, I don't know what it's classed at, but it's not an SUV. Okay, it's not an MPV. You don't get any more people in it. You don't get any more bags of Aldi in it. It's just it's just like... It's just something on stilts. It's like the new Ford bloody Puma. My mate asked messaged me the other day, actually, like, what do you think of a Ford Puma? I was like... And he's got, he's got like a, he can get company cars. He's got a Ford Puma on there. He's got a Ford Focus on there. I was like, why are you looking at a Ford Puma when a Ford Focus is there? Mm. Ford Focus is probably bigger, gives you more capability. Just because you're five foot four, you've got short R syndrome and you want to sit up a little bit higher in the car. What, what is that going to do for you? <laughs> so it's I, a bit like, this, it's a bit like the Duke and like, like you just, and, oh. and, and actually, right, if, from a company car perspective, I don't claim to know much about this at all, but I know that the amount of tax that you will play, play? pay you never play when it comes to tax and it's not a fun game Um, but the amount of tax that you pay um, is based on the vehicle's emissions and if you are by definition driving something that's uh, an suv shaped car it will be less aerodynamic it will be slightly heavier and therefore it will be less efficient and and probably chuck out more carbon dioxides Um, so you're probably going to pay a bit more company tax on that vehicle as well so the ford focus makes even more sense when you look at it from that perspective it will be a lot more fun to drive it will be pretty much identical inside so you're not going to notice a difference when you sat in there other than the fact that you're a bit lower down and trust me when i say you'll probably thank me for being lower down when it comes to actually enjoying your driving experience and you won't look like someone who's kind of just blindly bought a dare i say a fashion accessory which is what i think some of no, these no, no, are no 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 it's not a fashion no that, I didn't say, that thing I didn't, is not fashionable wait, wait wait i didn't say it was fashionable i said it was a fashion accessory but how can it be difference. a fashion accessory if it's not fashion it's fashion it's fashion accessories to a certain degree have to be fashionable right 
trends they're they're trends and that's what it is i'm not saying you have to like the trend or you agree with the trend or you've got to have taste uh, but for me suvs are, are a bit of a trend well actually coming back to your point about like um, company cars and tax you know you know what the most tax efficient thing is at the moment what it's a freaking pickup is it it's a freaking pickup Those yeah i guess because are, you're using it as a um but i don't get why they're, they're heavy and they guzzle gas I don't understand it well enough, but I imagine it would be because it it doubles up as like an actual company work vehicle rather than a company car. If that makes sense. Yeah, maybe. Like I mean, vehicle. I told him to go for that, but to be fair, the way he drives, he'd knock over buildings. <laughs> so um, yeah. Um, but go, going like, back to what we were talking yeah, about, and you, not being able to knock over a building because you were driving a Nissan Juke. Oh my, yeah. So, like, first of all, to look at. What? I don't understand what it's done with its styling. Well, you've got like, to, It's like it's made a pillow on the front. You've got to consider it was launched in, I think, 2012, the Nissan Juke was. So it is an eight-year-old design. They've now launched a new one for 2021. They, they've they've launched, launched a brand new one. And what I will say, and I'm going to choose my words very carefully, it is less ugly. Is it? Less ugly. I mean, it was. it's not difficult to make a less ugly car than the well, Nissan Juke. It's not difficult. But the thing is, it's just like, you look here, and first of all, like, you look at the the, the the gap between the arches and the wheels. It's just ridiculous. Like, this car ain't going off-road. And it's just like, to look at it, it's just, I don't know, it's just nothing car. And then you open it inside, and it's just like, there's just space in it. But not like space is in usable space. I mean, in the sense that it's, there's just nothing to look at. It's just like... For, for me, and I, and I drove the same Duke. Yeah. And, and this was a, um, it was a Bose edition Duke which meant that it came equipped with a, a Bose sound system. And that was crap. It was awful. If, in case anybody was wondering, um, or, or you're going about to make a decision as to which Nissan Juke you should buy, first of all, don't buy any of them. Yeah. Uh, but if someone is holding a gun to your head, don't spend the extra amount on the Duke, uh, the Bose edition. Oh, of course no, of course no. So anyway, right, this, this was meant to be a slightly more special edition. And, and it, for me, the worst crime this car committed was it had no personality you know when you get oh, into a car and it's bad? Yeah. I was about to say, actually, the worst crime it committed was I'm actually struggling to remember... Yeah. Anything about what, it. What? I can't even remember if it was... A, I'm trying to remember if it was a manual or an auto. It was a manual, oh, but I, and and I think a, it was the petrol. And we found the sports button halfway through the journey, so didn't we? Oh, yes. I'm going to post you, this. I remember you were on the phone as well when I put it on, and it made zero. It made no difference whatsoever. Yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to post this on Instagram. It, when you press the sport button, I mean, all, all we could actually see it doing was changing the, light, the display yeah the, the, the display but, changed, but it, it yeah. gave you i think it gave like three things that it changed and, and i can only remember one of them it was s-t-r-g <laughs> right which i'm sure is S-T-R-G. meant to stand which i'm sure is meant to stand for steering sport steering oh but because it was s-t-r-g and there was no n i was interpreting it as storage I was like, why, oh, would, yeah. why would the boot space all of a sudden become sporty? <laughs> yes. and, and, and do you know what? That was probably more of a relevant change that the sport button could make than sporty steering on that car. Because the steering feel didn't change whatsoever when you press that button. But um, if something happened back there in the boot, then you know maybe that's what they should have gone for instead. It was just like, it was nothing. Like normally, when you press sport, okay, in some cars, the souped up ones, the suspension changes and all this, and the exhaust yeah, yeah, changes yeah. stuff like that. But most of the time, yeah, if you've just got like a bog standard car, the only thing that really happens is you get a bit more. The revs go up a little bit. Well, if, yeah? if it's if it's an automatic gearbox, it will hold the revs a little bit higher. You normally get a bit more of a uh, sensitive throttle response. Oh yeah, on the man. Yeah, yeah, and and actually. 
the ones where it impacts the steering, because almost all cars come with electric power steering, all it does is it dulls the sensitivity of the steering rack. So it adds weight to the steering, not in a, oh, this is sporty. I now feel the what the front tires are doing better. Mm. It's actually the opposite effect. It makes the steering feel dead and heavy. Yeah, proper. And, and for the worst culprit in recent years of a brand that does that, drive an Audi S-Line car and then drive an Audi SE so the S-Lines come with a, an S-Line suspension. They effectively come with all the things you've just said, but permanently mated to them. The yeah. newer ones, you are you can change them. But like if, if we're talking like a, a 2012 Audi A5, for example, drive an Audi A5 SE and drive an Audi A5 S-Line, and you will notice the difference. In the, in the S-Line, the steering just becomes heavier and more dull. But the, to be fair, Audi's have always had dull steering. You can't really, you can't really feel what you're doing unless until you understeer off into a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time really when you know what's going on. But yeah, I agree with you. The Duke had zero personality. Yeah. I mean, is there you anything know, I, you can I, recall about it? This is going to be a pretty crappy car review if you can recall nothing about it other than space. I, I know when I put it into put it into sports mode, like the gearbox almost fell out. It felt like it was going to fall out, and it was. Like, it's just got no like a car, the problem with cars that big they're pretty much unstable anyway when you drive them with any any spirit of driving whatsoever they're going to become unstable and this one it felt like it was like cocking the back leg a little bit when when it was going on but there was there was absolutely nothing to it and I remember and I, then I realised they do a Nismo R or something a Nismo version they do yeah does that actually get any more power because I don't think it does. Well, they do. I mean, the version we drove wasn't the 1.6 petrol turbo. It was a petrol. But not a turbo. I mean, it was... It was because so- one of my... Sorry, one of my... Where I live, one of my neighbours... Boyfriends has got a first. He's got a Nismo version of the Duke. I mean, any self-respecting bloke that drives a Duke is not a self-respecting bloke. But um, <laughs> I seen it and I look at it. It doesn't look any lower. Doesn't sound any different. And I'm just like, what you? Actually, no, I'm not going to say. It's probably probably just got like black wheels and maybe a little spoiler which does nothing. I'm pretty sure once I remember watching on TV there was an actual proper all out hardcore version of it, but hopefully that's yeah. Just I like, think that was probably just a one off one off for like yeah. the press or something. Yeah, uh, I, I, and and it's I don't I, yeah. I mean, I drove it as well. I don't really have much to say about the car. Um, well, no, because when you just, pulled up to pick me up, you just threw the keys over and say you can take this. Yeah, it was just. Very, very dull. And and going back to the point you made quite early on uh, in the episode about how popular this is and there's so many on the road, I don't understand. I mean, the only thing I can readily assume is that the reason there's so many is because it's good value for money. Is it good value for money? How the hell is it good value for money? Is it good value for money? Is it cheap? I don't know. Listen, I, I really did not want to do any research into that car. I mean, I, I did some research into Nissan, but I don't think I had a look into what uh, what a Duke would cost you. And in any case, that 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 version uh, or that model of the Duke that we drove is no longer available on Nissan's website because, as I said, they've got, a, they've got a new version for 2021, so they oh, officially don't sell the old version anymore. Well, all right. Actually, you know when they say new version, I, I come across an article uh, the other day on Facecrap, and it said like there's an article about the the, the UK the GT86 is no more the Toyota yeah. GT86. But then we are going to get a new version of the GT86. So apparently Toyota have 
stop doing the GT86, but they're just replacing you. Yeah, I, I'm sure I spoke about this in one of the uh, later episodes of last year. So the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, shows how much you pay attention when I talk on these things. So we are likely to get a version of the Toyota GT86, but the Subaru BRZ, which is effectively oh, exactly yes. the same car, yeah. won't be coming to the UK. Oh wow, that's really gonna big big deal, isn't it? I mean, speaking same of kind thing. of uh, Nissans and cars not coming to the UK, so I think one of the one of the car types that Nissan has always been quite famous for is their line of Z cars, and obviously their their GTRs, their Skylines. Their Z cars have got a long you know a yeah, long history with some yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. some really uh you know kind of iconic and even impress- impressive models over the years so there there is a new Nissan Z car coming the the current Z car is a Nissan 370Z um which is a, they did a new one there's a so that's a you know it's a two seater roadster much like all the other Z cars really it's a naturally aspirated 3.7 liter engine um, not the fastest thing in the world, not the lightest thing in the world, but definitely entertaining, rear-wheel was... drive, makes some nice noise because it's a naturally aspirated V6. And you know, that that is coming to the end of its life. And it's being replaced, which is good, it's um, a sh- with, with something called the 400Z, which is great. Ooh. Great news. Because, actually, before you go on there, you know what the one thing that disappointed me? You touched on a couple of things here about the free. So, so at the time, the E46 M3 was out. At the time of which one? At the three seventy Z, no three fifty Z. No, no, the three seventy as well. The three seventy came out after the three fifty, obviously. Yeah, it did. And, and the E forty six was still kicking no, about. No, 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 no. The three seventy Z, I'm sure, was like two thousand and post two thousand and nine, and the E forty six was not kicking about then. So the E forty six and the three fifty so, Z were out at the same time. Oh no, okay, okay, fine. Forget the three fifty Z, but the the three seventy Z was still at about at a time when you would probably still consider. Looking, you would still look to buy an E forty six because they finished in two thousand and six, six, seven. No, 2006 was the last E46. No, you get a 57 plate. No, you can't. You can. You can. I've seen them. You can. No, you can't. You can. I will 100% test you Oh my, listen. You've been on your phone the whole time we've been recording. Go and have a look. I'm going to have a look newest, The newest E46 M3 that you could get was a 2006. Some... I remember seeing an E46 318i that somebody had, which was a 56 what? plate. They didn't do a 318 in the 318. Did they? Yeah, they did. 318i. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. And that was a 56 plate. And that was probably one of the last registered because that's when the oh, E92 look, guys shows. just got a few snaps of his 2007 E46 M3. What, in the UK? It, it's not. They didn't. Mate, it's right freaking here. Show me. I don't believe you. We've gone completely off tangent. We're supposed to be talking about Nissan and how crap the Duke is and why we're arguing about the last year that the E46 M3 was registered. You're not showing me. You're not showing yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on. You can read the whole thread. I want to read the whole thread. I just want to see the. I just want to see his license plate. To prove oh, he hasn't. He hasn't put his whole license plate up. But... And that's a credible forum, and you know it is. Oh, oh, two thousand. It's an 07, not fifty-seven. That's what I said. 07. You said fifty-seven, but even then, I didn't. Oh, think... as in two thousand and seven. I mean, I, I... 57, 07, Same thing. It's two thousand and seven. Sorry. I did not think that it went as far as two thousand and seven. There can't it, be many, at all. Once again, I've just proved who runs this show. Fine, you were right. Thank you. Anyway, what was the point? Boy, but they still didn't have the three seven. Your fans are probably st- crying right now. Your two fans that you got. Yeah, uh, I've probably lost one of them. Sorry, um, but that does not mean that the three seventy Z was not what was it available. You said? No, 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 hang on. Can we go back? Can we go back? Because these moments what? don't happen often, right? <laughs> Anyone that knows where we work and that as well, how we do these moments don't happen often. That. What? Where I'm what wrong and you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to cars, I can hold my freaking own. Yeah. What was it you said? I bet you what. 
I can't what remember. What was it actually you said? I did, I'll challenge you on this. I didn't say I'd bet anything. You ch- right, well, we're ordering food in a bit, aren't we? So you know what? It's on you, mate. Fine. Thank you. Fine. And I want a post on this. I'm going to make a post on our Instagram tonight for this to go out tonight. I don't care if the videos, if the podcast goes out or not. <laughs> well, it won't be going out tonight because I've got to edit it. And I've got, you know, what I've got to edit. I've got to edit out all of these sounds where, you know, when you're drinking water and you're putting bottle caps on and stuff and you're. Can I just go back? Wait, can things. I just go back to your disclaimer? We're not professionals. We're not pros. Yeah, I know. So. But, but the audience don't want to hear a constant rustle or the sound of you swallowing in their ears. Oh, okay. You're giving me an extra job. I probably won't edit it out, to be fair. <laughs> now that I've said it. Anyway, back to the point. So the 370Z was not sold new at the same time the E46M3 was about. So what were you about to say comparing the two vehicles? Oh, yeah. So, so what I was going to say is at the time, if we're going to be fair, and I'm probably going to stop at that era up to the E46M3s, at that time, if you wanted a sports car that was comfortable to drive, but more than capable to put your foot down around, let's, yeah. you were pretty hard pushed to find better than the E46M3. You can, you can, you can talk about the Mercs, but you know what? They're only good in a straight line. Okay, and I don't think Merck's ever really been concerned about handling. And I thought at the time, you know what, when the 350 first came out on paper, you're like, oh, could have almost been there, but it wasn't. Then when the 370 came out, I thought, oh, you know what, could almost be there. But the one thing that let it down more than anything else is its weight. Yeah, they were both quite heavy cars. They were heavy. And they were smaller. They were short. They had a shorter axle than the M3 as well. But it was just too much weight in that car. And you could yeah. feel it when you were feeling And they weren't very, they weren't chuckable cars. Whereas the E46 M3 was a very, very chunkable car. The E46 M3 also carried a price premium, though. Compared yeah, it to, did. Yeah, it's, that's I, still yeah. the case when you're looking at, I mean, apart from the GTRs, obviously, it's a different league. But when you're looking at Z cars, Z cars are slightly more affordable than the kind of German RS, AMGs and, uh, and M cars. Yeah, yeah. I, well, then I guess, I guess you're still stuck to it. If, you, if you're just looking at, you, I want a nice two-door sports car and stuff, you're still hard-pushed to... Go anywhere else else in the gym. with the M3, really. Yeah, we, well, yeah, or, or if you know, well, the M3 is now just saloon exclusively anyway. Well, so the M4, M3, M4, which is yeah. grown. Um, yeah, but but I mean, so the, the 400Z is the replacement, and it looks promising. And I mean, it looks really, really nice. It's a very, very nice looking car. It's got kind of baby Aston vibes to it. And you say what you want about Aston Martins, but Aston Martins always look very good. They're very well-designed, nice-looking cars without being overly eccentric. And it kind of reminds yeah. me a little bit of an Aston Martin V8 Vantage, um, but just kind of made a little bit more modern. I think the nice Aston Martin nostalgia is wearing off now, to be fair, oh. me, is because they haven't really... They haven't, I mean, look at their cars. Just yeah, I, 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 I agree. It's They're Ast- living off... The, if anyone's living off their name, it's Aston Martin. Yeah, I, I do agree. Aston Martin, it's a case of... It's pretty much the same car in terms of how it looks, but just different variations. And I'd w- I would never, ever be oh, able to tell you God. what any of them are. Yeah. And if, if this I'm, nerd can't, then... Yeah, I, can. and, and, but the going back to the 400Z, the 400Z has, at least on the visually, it has the best bits of an Aston. It has elements of its design, and it looks really, really nice. Now, the bad news is it's not coming to the UK. You know, you were talking about the GT86 and the BRZ not coming to the UK. Mm. Neither is the 400Z. What? Why not, though? This is what I don't understand. Why can it not come? Like, you get a lot of Americans complaining we don't get cars coming to us, but I'm like, why would we not have a car that comes to the... What, what are they going to give us instead of it? Well, so, Don't so, tell me they're doing 100 and saying, we've already got some exciting cars in the market for you. No, 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 no. So, so I'm going to come to what they have currently, what you can buy brand new from Nissan today, and you'd be hard-pressed to use the word exciting 
anywhere yeah, yeah. in the range, if I'm honest. But the reason for it is two things. Emissions, European emission regulations, and sales volumes. Now, what, what they haven't said is, uh, or, or sorry, what they haven't dismissed is the possibility of a version of the 400Z coming to the UK when they do something different with this drivetrain. So in the event that they add electric motors to it or something like that and it becomes a bit more hybrid-assisted, it may come to the UK because that will allow them to lower the emissions. But for now, in its launch spec, which I don't believe is going to have any kind of electrical assistance, it won't be coming to Europe. But hang on then, but what about all these other cars? So you're telling me all these other cars, like the M's and the Aston's and the AMG's, independently meet these emissions regulations. The, the, I can only assume that they I, do. No, but, because emissions of regulations, I think, aren't done on a single... I think it's done on the... Com- yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you it's overall a, numbers, isn't it? Sales I, I, I think I th- I think it's got to do something with that because that's why Aston Martin released the Signet yes, all those years the, ago, oh right? God. To bring the average uh, average emissions of I think that was down. still about... 50, no, it was, 60 no it, was about 30, it was about 30 grand, but. Was this 30 grand? And it was, that was literally a washing machine, yeah? No, no, but, the, but it was the Toyota IQ, which you could go and buy for yes, 7 yes. grand from Toyota. Yes. So they, they quadrupled the price of the car because they had an Aston that's Martin badge and Aston So Mindful. it is based on your overall sales number of cars that you I, sell it It was. I'm not sure if that's the case. But the other, mm. the other reason why it's not coming to the UK, and this is probably the more pressing one sales volumes. Sales volumes for the 370Z. Not great at all. I think, I think it was because it was. I think it was because it was overpriced. I'm gonna consult my research. Oh god. On paper, I'm going old school this week. Uh, so it was. If we look at it, was launched in 2013. Actually, the 370Z. Um, and in 2013 to 2019, the average per annum unit sold of the 370Z was only 740 cars across all of Europe. That's not the UK. Oh. Yeah, very low. Oh. And in, and in fact, it's it was declining in the latter year. So in two, in 2018, the average was 740 across the whole term. It was 701 cars. In 2019, across all of Europe, only 562 370Zs, new 370Zs were sold and registered How in many? Europe. 562. That's it. It's because it's, it's not. It's not a bad car by any stretch of the imagination. It's just not a car that people want. Clearly, I mean, five hundred sixty-two people wanted it in two thousand nineteen, but others didn't. Why do you think? But if you're I in the market, no, okay, you may not. But if you're in the market for that kind of car, let's say you're looking at an M3, you're going to look to see what what else is available. Yeah, I mean, yeah? Let, let, I mean and this sounds let's, not a let's, bad let's brand. Let's break away from the N3 before people start calling us BMW fanboys. But if oh, you look no, no, at, no, we're not, like, we're not, um, I'm not a fanboy. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, let's look at like Jag- Jaguar, for example, you get Jaguar F-Type, which is a two-seater sports car. It's a lot more expensive than a 370. See, but I don't Z. think you'd look at a Jaguar in that, in that category. But, but you, they, they do, they do a more basic, I think they do a, a four-cylinder version. And, yeah, but and that's a brand though. Would you look at, yeah, I look at Jaguar like, I'm not. I'm not old well, enough to let, buy a Jag. Let, let's let's ignore brand and badging for a second, which is what we encourage all our listeners to do anyway. And you just look at cars. Jaguar no, F-Type no. is a very good car, and you, if you were looking for a two-seater sports car, you would consider an F-Type. You should consider an F-Type. You'd also consider yeah. a BMW Z4. Um, no, you would not consider a BMW Z4. Why would you? Why, no, no. Why would shit? It's not the new one. Yes. Is not a shit car. Well, it's just a Supra, basically. But yeah, it's yeah, a horrible fine. Car. The, the Supra, right? You'd consider that. You wouldn't consider a Supra either. 
that is ho- oh, we've had this conversation super it's horrible but for the purposes of what we're talking what, what about talk- yes you no know, let's talk yes. about if you were going to make a, sh- a short list I was going to say a shit list then a short list well, of cars a shit list when you put them two in there yeah. if you were going to make yeah, a short okay, list okay, of okay, two yeah, seater yeah. sports cars yeah, yeah. available brand new in 2019 that you would consider buying a few of those oh wait sorry, list, sorry right uh, and, and two three- seater two seater yeah two seaters yeah, yeah. yeah. and the 370Z would be on there but and it's probably one of the cheaper options, but for some reason it just does not appeal in the UK or in Europe. It's not a car that we want. Maybe it's because it's. A, I want to say because it's, it's a, a two seater, but no, it's, it's, not. it's probably because it's a big, thirsty, naturally aspirated engine. Whereas the rest of them are all starting to use turbocharging, Actually, so yes, they the make still a V V six three point seven V six. Yeah, the rest of them make more power using turbocharging. They're more efficient and they use less fuel. And, and I know that sounds a bit silly if you're buying a two door sports car. Um, which is predominantly yeah, going to be a weekend car, I guess, for most people, that, that you it such a consideration. Sorry, but but actually, does. the reality of it is that's true. But in any case, sales figures for the 370Z were not very good throughout its entire life. And that's, that's another reason why Nissan have decided not to bring the 400Z to Europe. Um, Do we know I, if that's turbo? So it's not tur- is it still a NASP engine? No, no, no. It'll be turbocharged. <sighs> so it will they be turbo- should be able to. Then, I think. Uh, well, look... Uh, the, there's going to be an additional cost to any manufacturer to make a car that is uh, suitable for the European and UK market, uh, whether that's externally or you internally. Reckon, I reckon Brexit's got something to do with it. But but that would only impact them uh, choosing to sell it in Europe and not UK or vice versa. It's not coming to Europe oh, or the UK. Europe. So where are they planning on selling it? Japan and the US. There, they're going to be their big markets. There might be an emerging market in China, although China are a big fan of luxury cars. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah, yeah. what the China sports got car enough market. of their own knockoffs that they that people buy. But although the, the I guess the the people with lots of money in China don't buy the knockoffs. They you know that's right now. That's probably one of the main markets keeping yeah. JLR going. Yeah, you say that. You've seen the price of their knockoffs. They're not freaking cheap. No, I know, but that's because the the cost of importing a genuine Range Rover or an S Class mm. is extortionate. The import costs are ridiculous, from what I yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so you know, it's, it's a shame because what that means is that the current Nissan range consists of. Right, you've got a Nissan Juke, but it's the new one for 2021. It looks slightly mm-hmm. nicer. There are nine passenger cars in total on the Nissan website. If you were to go there today, mm-hmm. those passenger cars, by the way, of the nine, they include the Nissan Navara, which is a pickup truck. So, that's so, not about, oh, so, they, that's so they are clutching at straws by putting commercial vehicles in their passenger. Don't cars. buy a Navara before 2009 because the chassis snaps. Great bit of consumer advice that you yeah, should definitely listen, not follow. Yeah, pickups but, and vans, big market, that. Yeah. But my point is, that, you know, there's nine passenger vehicles that are available to buy and they're putting commercial cars, commercial vehicles, sorry, into that bracket. That shows that they're clutching at straws when it comes to how diverse their vehicle selection is. So you've got a, <laughs> oh, Nissan, yeah, you've got a Nissan Navara in there and then you've got something called an ENV200 Combi. An ENV two hundred. Yes. So oh, that's the van. That yes, it's the van. Why? why it, you, that's not a, what. It's there down there as a passenger car. So in the nine choices that you have, sure you haven't put it in the wrong list that you nope, wrote down. It's there, right? <laughs> what made me chuckle? You could check this out yourself, right? So we know it's a it's a van. It's it's probably going to be used by. And I think Nissan know this as well. It's probably going to be used by taxi drivers or Uber Uber drivers who prefer who favor the airport runs because nah. and and Nissan know this as well because the actual picture of the car on the website 
looks like it's sat outside of an airport terminal with someone's luggage next to it. (laughs) (laughs) So they already know what that's going to be used for. They've already decided the fate of that car before people have even bought it. Uh, that, That made me chuckle. But that's all electric. So they've got what I would actually call, in terms of normal cars, they've got seven normal cars. Have they? That's it, seven normal cars. You're, you're coming on to the seven normal cars. Yeah, so the two the two yeah, in okay. their nine passenger vehicles that are not normal by okay. my definition is obviously the Navara, which is a pickup truck, and this, yeah. this people carry a taxi thing. Um, they've got the Nissan Micra, which might as well be renamed as the Nissan Massive now. Because oh, it's yeah, definitely... Yeah. There's nothing microscopic about it not anymore there isn't at all the it's gigantic and you know Mm. what actually compared to the rest of the nissan range that's the key here compared to the rest of the nissan range it's not overly bad looking the new nissan micro no it's not it's not i still prefer a yaris but the micro is an all right car yeah the micro is an all right car it's one of them cars where you know what just put petrol in it it'll just run and run and run yeah and that's 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 the same with any generation of micro it's it is a quite a legendary vehicle the nissan micro yeah. Um, then, right, so that that's the small car. That's the sum of the entire small cars available. How many of, of the six remaining cars, how many do you think are crossovers? Oh, six, pro- of six, six remaining cars. Probably, Bear in mind, yeah. all I've given you is a probably small car. Probably all of them. Probably all of them. Four. Not all of them. Quite, okay. quite all of them. Four are crossovers. Which one are the ones that aren't? So the ones that aren't is the Nissan Leaf, yeah, which is seems- which is effectively just their well, electric so hatchback, electric, and that's been around for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. And then the Nissan GTR, which is still available to buy new today. Oh, the G- yeah. Oh, okay, they're gonna Do they not do a Bluebird anymore or equivalent? Well, no. Like, do is- they not do a saloon? Ca- and this is exactly what I was going to come to. Nissan do not make a four-door family saloon car. They invented it, didn't they? Nobody makes a four-door... Let me say nobody. I'm exaggerating well, a little yeah, bit. But yeah, most but people no, do no not make Japanese a four-door... No Japanese one anymore, though, does does it? Toyota, Nissan. Those ones were the... They, they, the Camry. You think about the Camry, the Corolla, Charisma. Charisma. What an ironic Which name. Which is Mitsubishi, actually, so I'll yeah. take that back. No, no, but still, it's still a Japanese manufacturer. But yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. there was loads. Nissan, Nissan had Bluebird. The, and they had the Primera after that. And the Primera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, that thing, jeez. Yeah, but but the point yeah. is, not but, anymore. Yeah, but they don't do them anymore. No. And it's, I don't understand. Maybe we're coming at this from a nostalgic point of view, and for us, that's a shame. But I can't help but wonder... Or maybe we're stuck it's, in the saloon mode, like, why no, no, would you look at small cars? And it has but, to be but, a saloon. But why, if that's the case, why are there so many A4s, A6s, C-classes, BMW 3 Series... That's a good point, actually. Out and about on the roads. And actually, I think this is a UK thing because when I when I look across into other countries and, and look at kind of cars that are being sold in uh, in the States, for example, or in Canada, the Japanese manufacturers do have saloons. Honda are still making an Accord and it's doing very, very Where? well in, in, the, in the US for the US market. Are they? And it's a nice car and it does well and it's got a really good four-cylinder turbocharged engine and it's like pretty a, quick. I did like a, a Accord. Accord is a nice car. Yeah. Mazda do whatever the equivalent is of the six. Mazda 6 still. They do it here still actually. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. sure if it's available new here. I haven't checked but I'd be very surprised if it's, um, you know, if it is still available mm. to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. They, if there wasn't a demand for four-door saloon cars, why would the German manufacturers still be able to sell them in bucket loads? 
Are we are we that maybe, obsessed America, as a country with, fair, with badges? Massive. America's massive, isn't it? The roads are massive, so they want they they need be cars. No, I mean, if you ever see some old lot on a Sunday, there's nothing I love better than to watch Colombo, yeah. But if you see, <laughs> okay, if you see the, the, boat? if you see the cars they're rolling in, I mean they are li- they are quite they are boats. They're on massive, wheels. yeah. Well, this is the thing about the Nissan Micra, right? That's now the Nissan Massive. Cars are getting bigger and the average family hatchback is now becoming an SUV, which is why Nissan have four crossovers. Where does it end? How long will it be before we're all driving around in tanks? Cars are just getting bigger yeah, and bigger yeah, yeah. and bigger and bigger. Yeah. No, actually, no, no, no. Cars aren't getting bigger. The, the smaller cars are getting bigger, but I don't think that makes the... Re- that shouldn't make the medium size of the saloon car redundant. May I introduce you to the BMW X7? Have you no, seen? No, you may not. Have you no, seen? No, you the, may not. No, I'm no. sorry. You don't even listen to what I'm about to say. Have you what? seen the size of that thing? Yes, it's ugly. Yes, it's disgusting. Yes, we well, should. It has to one. be that big to accommodate the freaking grill on it. There's but, one person I can think of in our circle that probably actually likes that car. But but the, my point is this. But uh, yeah, once upon a time, the BMW X5 was big enough. Now the BMW X5 is not big enough. The X7, and the X5 has grown, by the way. Did you yeah, know that the latest yeah. generation BMW X3 is the same size as the first generation BMW X5? Yo, I know you remember saying this to me, and I'm like, no way. It is. But actually, there have been a couple of times where I've seen an X3 double-taken and thinking it is an X5. But it's actually so, so, so that means that the X5 is now bigger than the X5 was, and the X7 is even bigger than the current X5. So the X7 is huge, and that's my point. How long before we're all driving around in tanks? Yeah, that's well. Yeah, Audi had a Q7 that was gigantic. Oh my, that's God. grown, but that there's is, also a yeah, Q8. That is huge. There's a Q8, and that's big as well. But actually, the Q8s and the X7s are they big or are they just luxury versions of the of the thingies? Of the, no, no, the X7 is big. It's not. It's a seven. It's a. I think the X7 is is available as a seven seater, which the X5 See, but the is seven not. seats to me like that. Those two extra seats aren't actually seats. No, no, they're not proper seats. I'm like, why do you? You don't need something that bloody big. If you need something that big, just get a, just get a, a, a van. bus. <laughs> get a Ford Transit. Get one. Get, get that. Get that Nissan Nissan E NV two hundred. Oh yeah, yeah that's And it. in your spare time, you can pick people up from the airport. Yeah. And make a bit of money on the side. Get a crew cab VW Caddy. Job done. I don't know what that is, but yeah, you could do one of those too. With crew cap with with this face in the back, with seats in the back. So yeah, we cars are getting bigger and bigger. And and going back to what we were talking about with the Japanese saloon cars, if what you're saying is true, then why going back to the point I just made? Why are people still buying German saloon cars? Why are they still selling? If there's no demand for saloon cars, why are they still selling? Bad rankers, isn't it? Well, this is my point. Are we, as a country, as a nation, completely obsessed with badges? I think, oh, yeah, I think we are. Oh, God. We, we all can think of people that we know when they think of a car. There's only one place they're going to go. They don't even consider anything else. Why? Because they just brainwashed badge wankers. I have to have that badge. That's why it is. Well, I've, I've got here the uh, 2020 top 10 vehicle by uh, sales volumes. Oh, um, this would be interesting. This would be interesting. And let, let's see how many badges appear yeah, badges is going to be in the top five it's just going to be all the badges isn't it you think that would be the case because what we've discussed and anecdotally what we're seeing would suggest that that's true mm-hmm. however in at number 10 with 25,000 units sold over the year an average of 2,000 just over 2,000 uh, per month uh, and by the way, relate that back to the sales of the uh, Nissan 370Z, which were like 545. Yeah. So, you know, these are selling more than four times as much. Top 10. The num- number 10 vehicle is a Volvo. Hey? 
It's a Volvo crossover. It's a Volvo XC40. So, not a BMW. Wait, is that thanks to their, you can rent a vehicle off us for £999 a month and change as many times as you want? No, that was something that was launched quite late in 2020. This is across all of 2020. So, they saw success with the XC40. The next vehicle is also a crossover. It's something you mentioned earlier. It's the Ford Puma. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, and that sold just over 26,000 That's only just come out, isn't it? Yeah, so in the it came out in 2020 and sold oversold the Volvo by, by over 1,000 units. So wow. pe- people like it. Um, the next car on the list, I'm quite glad to see this on here because I quite like these, the VW Polo. So mm. not, not as prestige of a badge and quite a normal everyday car, I would say. Polo, uh, would you, yeah, VW, see, VW is hard because they're not prestige, but they're not like they think they, it, they it, think they are. It's still more desirable than a Japanese badge, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately yeah, because I the Japanese why. cars are more reliable. Because I would never, but you look at the, but the Volvos have uh, Volvos, the uh, Volkswagens have more character. You know, we spoke about the Duke they having have zero no per- character. I'm sorry, have like, you seen the Passats in, in relative terms? Okay. Let's talk in relative terms. The thing we've just slated the Nissan for, the Duke, is having zero personality. Yeah. If you compare a VW Polo, it has more personality than a Duke. I'm not saying it's that's not only because that's only because they're turning it into a GTI. If you compare the Touareg or Touareg, that's as Dull as a washboard. But the interiors are nicer. What, in, in a VW? Oh, hell no. Hell no. Then the Nissan Juke? No. The, no, the, this, no, no, the, no. Hang no, on. The Nissan Juke. Are you the, trying to tell the me VW that? The VW does not have... Oh, it's just a washboard. I mean, the VW interiors are just dreary and bland. There's, there is no interior to them. It's just like... It's, There's more of an interior than there was in that Nissan Juke. You can't argue with me on that. That is true. You can't even recall what the interior of a Nissan Juke At looks like, the, can you? No, I can't. And you, I bet you can recall what an interior of any Volkswagen looks like that you've driven recently. It just looks like the inside of a cupboard. Nothing. No, I don't, but at least you recognise the inside of that cupboard. You remember opening the door to that cupboard and maybe what you might have taken out of that cupboard. Yeah, I With guess, a Nissan I Juke, guess. you I forgot guess. the cupboard even existed. You forgot mm. that the whole room in that house was there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, like I said, I was struggling to know, remember what it drove like, what was in it. Yeah, I did. You're right. But but I'm pleased to see the VW Polo on there because I don't think it's a bad small car at all. Number seven on the list is a Mini. Good old-fashioned Mini. We still like our Minis, well, even though they're not they British sell? at all. How not many of those did they either, sell? They, they? Well, they sold 31,000 over 2020. It's quite a lot. Actually, but you know what? Well, yeah, and 2020 was basically written off by lockdown, so people really weren't buying yeah, yeah. New Hang car- on. We went into lockdown in like February time, yeah? March, yes. March. So what were people doing with these cars they were buying? Don't know. Why did you go out? Dri- Why did 20,000 people they, go out and buy a Mini? They were they driving were them to their exercise locations. Can only assume. Yeah. I'd be interested. 31,000 people went out and bought a Mini in 2020. I mean, there's more, obviously. We're only at number seven on this. Number six mm. is a Nissan. It's a Qashqai. Oh my, that thing is, that needs, that needs sledgehammering. Again, it's... That needs sledgehammering. And not because it's bad. Isn't it? Well, it's not, it's not, it's the same I mean, as actually, the Duke. I think it's seven-seater, that's a proper seven-seater, I think. So I'll give it some, I'll give it some leeway because it's a proper seven-seater. Couldn't, but, but this is my point. I couldn't care less. It's the same, for me, it's the Duke, but bigger. It has the same problems oh, yeah, as the Duke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad car. It's no. definitely not a good car. No, it's no, no, just no. a car. It's a vehicle that represents that you've given up on life. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? If you buy a cash car, all you're saying to the world is, I've lost. Oh, shit. I've lost yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. lost all hope. I've yeah. lost all motivation. 
yeah, yeah, and I've right, lost any right. reason for anything. So I'm just going to exist. I'm going to take this washing machine and, and I'm going to take it to the whatever locations I'm allowed to travel to with, yeah, with yeah, all yeah, of my yeah, children yeah, and yeah, their yeah, stuff yeah, in yeah. tow and yeah. I'm going to come back and resent life. Number five. Now we get into the top five and your prediction was that the top five would have all of the badges in there. And number five is a premium badge car. It's a Mercedes. Was it? But it's the A-Class, so it's the smallest Mercedes. Now this is... I think this is partly down to the fact that 2018 was when they launched the new A-Class. A-Class? Oh, and, yeah. And okay. the interior of the new... A- and actually, to be fair, the interior of a lot of new Mercedes looks really, really good. Build quality, I'm not so sure about. They do yeah, creak and they do grow. Yeah, screen, they slap in the middle of it. Yeah, they, and, 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 and Mercedes walk. interiors, even though they look good, they do creak and they do groan. Uh, and oh, I'm God, sure yeah. the A-Class is no different to that. Uh, in fact, I know the A-Class is no different to that. But the A-Class has sold very, very well for Mercedes. Uh, 37,000 yeah. of those sold in 2020. It's a lot. If you think that the Volvo, which made number 10, was 25,000, this is 37,000, and it's only at number 5. Bloody hell. Actually, speaking about Mercedes, they're splitting from there. Mm. Well, actually, no, they're not splitting. Well, Mercedes was always a brand anyway. It wasn't actually a company, but Daimler... Daimler. 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 Dime, depends on which side of the table you're sitting on, man. The correct side or the incorrect side. Dime is a dime bar, as in the chocolate bar, you know, smooth. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Daimler. Inside. Armadillos. Daimler. That's what. Oh, Daimler. Yeah, no, I never, did you ever understand that advert? No, but that was the whole point of it. That's what made it what so was funny. was it hard on the outside, soft on the inside? But no, it no, it was, it, was, it, was, it was smooth on the outside, crunchy on the inside. Armadillos was what you'd say. I don't know, I've, I don't know if armadillos are crunchy on the No, it was on soft the on the outside, crunchy on the inside. Soft on the outside, I think was it was. it soft? I think it was. I don't know. I'm sure it was smooth. Anyway, I don't know mm. why they randomly would say armadillos at the end of that advert. Okay, I, I wonder anyway. how many of our listeners even know what we're on about. But Google it, Dime Bar. Yeah, advert. Dime Bar, yeah. They are, they are. That's probably really sweet. Yeah, actually, they are quite nice. They are it's quite good. And it's, it, 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 I mean, not that we've been able to do it for over a year, but you know when you go to Ikea and you buy like a massive bag of yeah, why, tiny ones. Are they Swedish? Why do they, why did Ikea sell Dime Bars? No idea. And why is it the only place you can buy the mini Dime Bars is from Ikea? Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm. But what I was gonna, what was I gonna say? Daimler. Oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah. So Daimler, uh, they're, Daimler. they're now Daimler. So they're they're creating the Mercedes company, if that makes sense, so as an independent company, as an independent company to sell company. it off. Is that the intention? No, 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 no. So what they're doing is so obviously Mercedes was a brand. It was never like a company or anything. Yeah, yeah. By Daimler, Daimler. Daimler. Yeah. So what Daimler are doing now is Daimler is going to take over the trucks, coaches, buses, buses division. Yes. Okay. And they're creating the Mercedes company for passenger vehicles. For passenger vehicles. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't think they'd sell. Why would you sell off Mercedes? Come on, man. You'd have to. I mean, to me, to me, that sounds more like a finance exercise rather than anything else. Because yeah. there's no reason for it. There's no there's no marketing benefit to it because everyone knows Mercedes Benz as Mercedes Benz, right? So yeah, that's true. But I suppose if if you've got a brand for that long, you might as well give it its own. Yeah. But actually, if you've had it for that long, why do you need to? Yeah, good point. Don't know. There's, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there must be a reason, and I'm sure that people who are far more intelligent than us have figured out that that's the right thing to do. Anyway, yeah. moving back into our top 10, we're now into number four. And number four, this car's going to make you happy. I mean, are you going to look at your phone for the whole duration of this podcast or what? He hasn't detracted from what I'm doing. I'm just ordering the food, mate. You order- <laughs> okay. Uh, number four, what do you think it is? It's a car we both really, really like. There's a few that we really, really like. Though. Yeah, but this is one we always agree on without any any hesitation. Something back? something we drove recently, I drove recently, and I need to talk about it, and I'm going to talk about it in the next episode. Focus. Yay, yes, Ford Focus. Yes, yes, Ford yes, Focus yes, is yes. in at number four. 
39,000 Ford Focus sold or Ford Foci sold in 2020. Foci? Where'd Foci come from? Foci, as in the plural. Are you making up words again? No, like the plural of Daimler. The plural of Focus is Foci. I'm not sure Focus has a plural, is it? Focus is. That's not right. It's Foci. Anyway. 39,000 people went out and bought a Ford Focus. Yeah, good on them. There we go. Good Actually, you know what I've just realised? So I used to see, a lot of the time, you see on the back of a Ford Focus, Vignale. I used to think, what the hell is this? What the hell's a Vignale? So basically, you know... You guys, you Vignale. Have, Vignale, yeah, even though Ford aren't... Ford, Italian. Italian I mean, no I don't even know if that's an Italian word, but yeah. it's pronounced Vignale. But that's there. So you know you said you said the Gia and the LX. Well, that's the their, Gia. That's their luxury... It is, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's it's a trim level. It's the most luxurious think, oh, trim level. It looks just Vignale. like a Ford Focus. What the hell is it? But yeah, it's the... So it's a Ford Focus Vignale. And they yeah. do the Mondeo Vignale and every every other car they make comes in a Vignale trim. Is Mondeo, is Mondeo actually ceased? No, production? you can still buy a brand new Mondeo on the Ford website. I just don't think anyone's buying it. I mean, I can't imagine it's going to hang so around for long. If the Japanese have already got rid of their Ford-door saloons, then uh, Ford, I'm sure, will follow suit. So basically, Jeremy Clarkson and the Top Gear lot were chatting shit when they said the Ford Mondeo is going to be no more and they paid tribute to the Ford Mondeo because was, it was ceasing to be produced. Uh, yeah, how long ago was that? This was, well, when they were on, when Jeremy Clarkson was on Top Gear. Oh, so it was really? a long time ago. Yeah, yeah they no, were like, I'm pretty sure you can going. still buy a brand new Mondeo. I mean, maybe they've got old stock that they're trying to get rid of. Who knows? Yeah, they said they were ceasing, it was being ceased. Yeah, production. the Mondeo is still available. They do chat a lot of shit on top of me, I realised. They do, yeah. I mean, um, we can't talk really, can we? I mean, we can talk. We can chat shit. That was we my point. We can talk. Yeah. We've done it. Uh, right, so, uh, top three. Drum roll. Okay, right, here we go. Insert drum roll here. Uh, number three. It's a German car. It's a manufacturer we've already had on the list. So it'll be a V... Well, it'll be a V or a Merc, because we haven't had BMW on the list. Okay, so what would you what would you guess? Give me the size of the car. What, I'll, what tell you, I'll tell you what... I'll, I'll give you a clue. There is only one German car in the top three, and this is it. The other two are not German. This is when I get shamed for not paying attention to you. Yeah, now you've put your phone down, haven't you? That's gonna be a, it's gonna be a Merc, isn't it? You think it's gonna be a Merc? Yeah. It's not. It's the VW Golf. You forgot about the Golf, the car that everybody oh, loves. Oh God, Dad, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So the VW Golf in at number three with forty-three thousand VW Golfs sold in twenty twenty. It's a lot. And that that's just a, a Golf. Yeah, it doesn't matter what model or spec it was. Correct. Yeah, a correct. Golf. Yeah, okay. correct. Number two. A car that we, uh, I say, I I would love, I love and you hate. That's not true. I have a history with them, and you despise them. And we had an episode about this Vauxhall brand. Vauxhall VXR two twenty, but then you can't anymore. No, no. It, it, it'll be a Vauxhall though, won't it? Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It'll be a episode. Corsa, won't it? It is a Corsa. Oh, yeah, the Vauxhall Corsa. Forty six thousand. Uh, Forty six thousand Vauxhall Corsas sold. Actually, I'm not surprised because you know what? To be fair, though, they're cheap on finance, perfect for first time someone's just passed and needs something. So, and they're all right. It's just when they turn them into VXRs and oh, yeah. Do you know what? I've got I've got nothing against a and modern a machine gun on the back for an exhaust. Which yeah, I, I've got nothing against a a, a, a new 
well, the modern Vauxhall courses are kind of like, you know, in standard trims or standard engines. They're, you're right. They're perfectly good cars. Mm. Um, not the most exciting, but also not the most dull. They'll be, they'll be fine. They'll be fairly no, reliable. Dull, they'll, it will come the, with a five-year warranty. It will be cheap. The only time a Vauxhall is not dull is when they put a VXR in it. That's because, again, it will just understeer off the road. Or, or, when um, you, or when you put it next to anything made by a Nissan. Yeah, or when you put it next to anything made by anyone. No. <laughs> to be fair. I mean, it's just no, like, no, no. I'm saying it, a Vauxhall is less dull than a Nissan. Duke. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. But actually, this is the thing with with Vauxhall now. I did, I did, even though I'd never buy one and I, and I slate them, I did like the the way they just stuck a turbo on there and just, that's it, here it is. It goes stupidly quick in a straight line, but don't ever try and go around the corner. But they don't actually do VXXRs anymore. They've given up, haven't they? They've given up that they, division. They, they were going to bring back the GSI moniker. So the VXR vehicles were going to stop and they were going to call them GSIs again. But mm. I don't think they've released a single GSI since they announced that in like 2019 or something. Are they not? No. No, I, don't, no, I haven't seen any. No, no. No. I don't think you can buy VXRs anymore. No. Um, you at one point wanted to get an Insignia VXR. Wait, do you know what? Or was it the Vectra? No, it's Insignia VXR. I don't think that was just because you wanted to see what it was like. Do you know what? Sometimes when I go past one and it's got the nice wheels on it, it's in a nice colour, right? I think... Look, this is the thing about... If I, if I could get one for £500, I'd buy it. But but So this is the thing about Vauxhall, right? The, the, excluding, Isn't it a guilty pleasure? Excluding the Grandland, yeah? Oh, yeah. They're not bad-looking cars. The Insignia is not bad looking. They're at not. All. They're not great looking. Not we went to Birmingham, I remember. Even I mean, the gearbox just. Would, I, 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 we we've, couldn't. We've there driven, no badges. We couldn't figure out what. what, I, it's what I, I can't size. even count how many insignias I've driven. I've driven yeah. tons of them: mm. petrols, diesels, automatics, manuals. And you know what? They're all the same, and yeah. they're all just fine. And they do long journeys. Fine. Fine. Yeah, and yeah. They use. They consume a fine amount of fuel. The comfort level you get is fine. The accessories and the extras you get, fine. The price you pay for them, fine. fine. Reliability, fine. fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. what it is. If I can find a, a banged up insignia VXR, I think you we'll, probably we'll could and would, just for the fun of it. I, and I think it would just, you know what, you'd, I mean, you'd just come get away it, from put your it. Foot down and you'd come away from it, right? And I think every other part of the experience would be fine, like we said, apart from straight line performance, where you go, okay, this has got some oh, poke. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just look at it and I think, you know what, it's a good-sized car. It's got good proportions, the way it's kind of designed and styled. And you look at it, it kind of looks like a bit of a hippo, but on the good wheels, it looks kind of nice. <laughs> it does, like, yeah. On, on, oh. on, on big wheels that suit the hippo body. And then I jump onto okay. the auctions and see, let me see how much they go. And then I'm like, but then I'm like, no, I'm not actually going to pay for one. <laughs> no. But we do move to number one now. And again, the number one car, I can see why it's number one. And I've driven a few of them, and I quite like them as well. Um, it's not a German, is it? It's not, it's a, not German. No, yeah. no, no. So we've had our German car. It's a small car. Yeah, I think that's the way these days. But yeah, it's good to know that we're not a nation of badge wang because if it's not, yeah. So, German. but it's a, it's a so it's a small car, non-German, so and it is a manufacturer that has appeared on the list multiple times already. So it's not a Kia then. No. Yeah, the it, Koreans don't appear in the top ten at all. Strange. Mm. I'm sure they'd be there in like Japanese. No, it's not Japanese. It's not Japanese. It's not German. Americans don't make anything you would buy. Well, they, they, this manufacturer has appeared on in the top ten already twice. Oh, you haven't mentioned. You haven't mentioned Alpha. I'll edit out some of this silence. So while you're thinking, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't mentioned Alpha, so it's not an Alpha. No, Fiat. I, you haven't mentioned. No. 
Oh, why are you struggling with this? It's a, Go on. It's a Ford Fiesta. Oh, oh Ford is American. Oh, Ford Fiesta. Ford, Fi- Ford Fiesta. How many was was about what you're right to ask? Right, so bear in mind that number 10 was the Volvo XC40 with 25,000 units sold. Mm-hmm. Units, cars. The Ford Fiesta almost doubles it at 49,000 cars sold in 2020. Almost twice as successful as the XC40, which is in at number 10. So so in the small cars, you've got the Fiesta, mm-hmm. the Corsa. Yep. The Micra's mi- in there, wasn't it? Uh, Fiesta, Corsa, no micro. You've got Polo. The, you've got the Polo and you've got the Mini. And the Mini. So you've got what's that? Four cars. You've got four small cars. Four yeah. small cars in the top ten. We would out of those four, mm-hmm. would you buy the Fiesta? Out of those four, would that's a great question. Out of those four, would I buy the Fiesta? I'm full of them. Uh, <laughs> I think on balance, I probably would. It's probably the, the best balance of. Uh, affordability and desirability. I think the Polo is too expensive. The Corsa, whilst it's the cheapest say, yeah. one, is not desirable. And the Mini, I don't want to buy. I don't need to give but you do a reason. But people buy I don't a Fiesta because it's desirable. Though. Do you buy a small car? No, because, no, because I think it's the balance. It's the right balance of all the other things. You know, the the German mm-hmm. Mini and the VW are desirable, but they're very expensive. And I think there are still some people who either love or hate the Mini. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't I wouldn't say it's desirable. I wouldn't say they're desirable. Because, but I know well, because, because they're German brands, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I, I think the Vauxhall... The Mini, I would just never... Oh, the Vauxhall Corsa, to your point, I think it appeals to uh, younger people, younger drivers who actually just need something uh, cheaper and mm, reliable. Mm. It comes with a five-year warranty, so why would you not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, on balance, if I was going to buy a small car and, and I wanted a no-frill small car and I had to pick from those four, I'd go Ford Fiesta. If, however, I didn't have to pick from those four... I'd go Korean. Yeah? Yeah? Kia, I, 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 Kia Hyundai? Yeah, I was going to go Hyundai i20, I think it's the small one. The i10, isn't it? i10 is the tiniest one. Oh, I'd probably yeah, want okay, to go yeah, a little bit bigger. But yeah, that that's where I'd go. Yeah. And there's no... Okay. But here's what I don't... So how many cars do you reckon they have been sold in um, 2020? What, in total? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, the top 10 list itself starts at 25,000 and goes up to 50,000. So you're probably looking so at we least about- there... 300,000 cars, if not more. So in 2020, when we were locked down from February, March, 300,000 cars were bought. At least 300,000 cars. Probably close to half a million cars. I don't know. I should have got that statistic, but I didn't. Yeah. I'm just thinking, why would you buy it? Not gonna, well, I mean, I, can't, I don't think that... Even now, manufacturers haven't put any freaking amazing deals out there. Well, no. It's but, not like but, you're getting 0% interest and we'll pay 15 grand towards you. Oh, yeah. For, for a little while, there was that. You don't have to pay anything for three months. Wow. Okay. Well, but but what you've got to consider consider how cars are bought and have been bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so people will have bought cars on a fixed term finance deal, and the one you know all the cars bought in twenty seventeen on three year terms have to end in twenty twenty, and most people rather than pay the balloon payment to keep their car would go to the showroom oh and take and, out, and take oh, out okay. a new one and pay the same thing that they were paying or maybe an extra 10 20 pounds or save five or ten pounds or whatever and then drive out with a brand new car that's going to be a oh. reason that's going to be one of the things that drives a lot of the new car registration so not because people necessarily wanted to but they kind of you know 
they had to. That was, you know, time had come for them to do that. I think yeah. that's probably going to count towards quite a number of car sales. Um, same with leases as well. You know, the, the, the lease companies have to buy these cars brand new and register oh, them and lease them out. So if a well. lease company buys a car, is that, cla- is that yeah, classed as a car sale? Yeah, yeah, to the manufacturer. No. So that, that, that's in those statistics that you will be. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, it could be a bit misleading, that. It could be, yeah. yeah it's all I suppose they're just looking to them. It's car sales. I've sold my car. doesn't yeah. care who lease buys companies, it. Lease companies, company, uh, or- um, uh, company cars, uh, finance deals. As long as the car is manufactured has a registration plate attached to it mm. and drives off a forecourt it's done it's sold actually my wife asked me this the other day actually and you've done this a few times so if you pcp a car lease a car from or whatever hp it well the three different things but carry on not the lease part the pcp or hp yeah three different like, things. So you put a deposit down on it yeah then you pay your payments and at the end you have a choice to do the balloon payment well that's the that's the difference between a pcp and a hp but essentially, you can give the cars back on either term, right? No. So so a higher purchase is effectively you taking out a loan for the full value of the vehicle secured against the vehicle itself. Okay. All right. I don't... I mean, I'm not sure exactly what the conditions are, but I imagine if you can't keep up with your repayments or you no longer want to, you probably have the option of being able to return the car uh, and then having to pay any shortfall against its residual value. A PCP, on the other hand, uh, you aren't paying... You aren't taking out a loan for the full value of the vehicle or sorry, paying back the value of the full value of the vehicle. You are paying back what the anticipated depreciation is over the term you have it. So you take a brand new car mm-hmm. out on a four year PCP. They will estimate what that car is worth in four years time based mm-hmm. on the mileage you tell them you're going to do. So four yeah. years, 40,000 miles, this car is going to be worth uh, 35% of its value today. Mm-hmm. You take out a loan for the entire vehicle, but all you have to pay back is you have to pay back the difference between the brand new price and the guaranteed min, uh, guaranteed future minimum, minimum value, okay. uh, whatever they value that car at to be in, in and, four years and 40,000 40, miles time. And in both instances, your deposit, you don't get that, but you don't get that back anywhere. Do no, you? no, no, no. That, so if you return that, the car back, you return the car back, but okay, the deposit is... With a, with a PCP, and this is becoming increasingly less likely to happen... Let's say that they guarantee the future value of your car. Let's say you buy a £40,000 car and they guarantee the future value of your car to be uh, £12,000 after four years and Mm 40,000 miles. You may have lucked out and bought a car that's very desirable on the used market or you've only driven it 20,000 miles in that time. You go back to trade it in and actually the car is not worth £12,000. It's actually worth £14,000. You've made two grand. You can use that £2,000 as positive equity for your future, for your next PCP purchase. Oh, okay, or okay, you okay. could, of course, buy the car from them for £12,000 because that's what you owe I'm and then go and sell that for £14,000 and yeah, recover yeah. £2,000 of the money that you've been spending over the last four years. That so that's the difference yeah. with a PCP and a HP as far as I understand it, at least anyway. I've, oh, I've, okay. never, I've never really delved into a HP, if I'm honest. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting, wow. uh, interesting topic <clears throat> that we veered off into. We weren't oh, expecting... Yeah. So a lot, I, I think a lot of those will be leases in because I can't see why people, unless people say, "Look, we'll get a car now." Because when, when I remember, I remember looking at cars, thinking, "Oh, that's a good deal," and there's only six thousand miles limit you got. But now you're probably thinking, "You know what? Take it. Cause you're not going anywhere for this for the six months of this year at least, anyway." Well, and you save that mileage, and what, then you can. What you've also got to consider is through 2020, a lot of people had optimism uh, that that. You know, the pandemic would come to an end in a month, three months, six months, whatever mm. it might be, that it, that it would the, the end was in sight. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm sure most people 
aren't sat there going, well, I'm never going to drive again. Why buy a car? And actually, for 2020, people were not allowed to go on holiday or, or travel anywhere. And often, you know, that few thousand pounds that they'd have spent on a holiday somewhere, they haven't spent. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure that's the reason why home renovations went up, not least because we were all stuck at home, oh, but because yeah, people yeah. were no longer spending money on family holidays. They decided yeah. to spend that money on doing up parts of their house or buying a new car. That's or putting true, down a deposit yeah. against a new car. So that would also be a contributing factor. I don't know what the overall sales figures were for 2020 compared to previous years. Um, I, I should have looked that up, really, but it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, we were thinking about it, but then I thought, you know, what's the point in having a car, just paying for it to park up, being parked up there? There's no no point. Yeah, anyway, I think that about brings us that to money the, on vans. I think that about brings us to the end of the show. Yep, it is. Don't forget about my GoFundMe page and donations for the rover. Well, you need to set up the GoFundMe Get them in page as soon as possible. But one thing we should actually plug: well, something, just something send us money. By just send us money. Instagram, <laughs> by, I don't think that's possible. Oh. Um, but if you are going to set up a GoFundMe to buy a rover, uh, yeah, if any of you like, why would you? I don't. I, I'm struggling to even plug this. I don't know. If, it's going to be worth more in in in, in five, ten years time. It'll be worth yeah, but more. they're not going to get any money back from buying it for you. You will. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay them their money back, innit? You'll give them entertaining content give me a on this podcast. 0% loan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The podcast should pay for it itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, okay. That means that monetizing this podcast is another story. But in order for us to do that, and in order for us to become successful, and you, of course you want us to be successful, that's why you're sat here listening to us. Um, we need your help. We need your support. Uh, we ask for this every week. The platform that you're using to listen to this on Don't Apple my Pod, pod my, my new- we will plug your Instagram page. Don't yeah. worry. Let's do the important things first, okay. which is plugging this podcast. Um, whatever platform you're listening on right now, please, please, please do us a favor. If it has the function to be able to uh, review and leave a rating, please, please do that. Don't really care what you say. That's not important. Just put some words in there and give us five stars. Even if you think we're a three and a half star show, the fact that you've actually there and you've just got to now extend your thumb, just extend it a little bit further and Mm -hmm. click five stars. Give us five stars, please. It really, really helps. Uh, You know, we want to keep this going. I know I'm saying that after us being off air for... Uh, you know, a month and a half, if not two months. Uh, but we do want to continue bringing you guys regular content. We want to make that content more interesting. Uh, we want to drive some more interesting cars for you guys this year and give you the unique mode. Yeah, if you've got take some supercars, exotic cars you want test driven and our opinions on them, let us know. Well, of course, that, that offer is always there. But in order for us to gain more traction, with the people we want to work with to give you guys more entertainment. We need your help. And and all we need from you, it's not going to cost you a single penny. Just rate and review. Five-star yeah. ratings. Give us a bit of a review. That will help massively. Yeah. The other thing that's going to help, if you are on Facebook, go and find us on Facebook. We are uh, Drivel on Facebook. Yep. And, and follow the page. Interact with the page. Same on yeah. Instagram, at Drivel Podcast. The posts will start coming back now that, you know, kind of uh, COVID has... Are we going to have a We're Back post? We will have a We Are Back post. Absolutely, we're going to have a We Are Back post to go with our We Are Back podcast episode, which is this one. Uh, we're not gonna and then blank us. out our faces. <laughs> the, the anonymous host. Yeah. People just get to see our torsos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Lucky you guys. Uh, we're not going to do that. I don't know. We might do that. I haven't decided yet. If you do get it, lucky you. If you don't get it, well, don't be disappointed because you're not going to you're not missing out on anything anyway and to but, all those that listen to us the regular listeners but haven't liked the page or left um 
reviews on the podcast. Like I know, I know, Apple's pretty good at being able to do that. Please, please, please do that. Yeah. I absolutely. mean, if you if you listen to us regularly, if you're if you're dumb enough to listen to us regularly, <laughs> please be smart enough to rate Cut. us and share us. Let's just replace the word "dumb" with "kind." If you're kind enough to listen to us regularly, and you are devoid of all other interesting things in your life to the point where you're listening to us and you've resorted to listening to us, uh, first of all. You have the page. You have our pity. Uh, I mean, I hopefully, hopefully, no, you, you don't. Hopefully, you will find something word, more interesting in your life Let, in the near future. Let's replace the word pity with "you have our respect." <laughs> <laughs> so you are kind people who have our respect. Yes. Either way, can you just leave us some five star reviews, yeah, please? Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the final plug that we have to do, talking of Instagram. So at Drivel Podcast is what we're at, but you yep. now have a new Instagram page, don't I do. you? I do. And what's it all about? It is Driveway Autos at Driveway Autos. Basically, I just not the it. question I asked, but okay. At Driveway Autos, what is it about? But at you know, Driveway, but I have to plug it though, don't I? At, are we were going to plug it at the end once you got them oh, excited okay, about okay, everything okay, the right. page is about. Do you so, not know how to? build no i told you i don't take the internet seriously oh it's not about bu- taking the internet seriously it's about building excitement oh yeah okay. marketing basic marketing we yeah, yeah, describe yeah. the page and they're all sat there going wow this sound, I'm, i need this page in my they're life really how do i get be, to this they're not page? really going to be excited no matter what i do so so at something. driveway autos so at driveway autos oh basically it's just well as you know i've been working on cars since since i can remember and stuff. since and you could hold a spanner since i could hold chuck a spanner probably <laughs> um and i just was going for my phone the other day and the amount of pictures i had of cars and stuff and actually no recently i bought a got stung a little bit at the auction with the with the with the merc and that and having to do some work on that and only recently actually to be fair i started taking pictures tell, of tell the lovely ladies and gentlemen what what merc so you what did you what did you buy at auction? Oh, bought, they don't mind hanging on for an extra few minutes bought to hear a mercedes w204c 220cdi first of all the biggest mistake was it was a diesel so sorry you know how you always slate me for talking in code you just did exactly that so no, i'm doing so that for you now so no, no, oh, not I for me for, okay, i know so, what car i've seen the car okay, it's okay. i bought a c-class mercedes 2009 it's a diesel basically and I happen to buy I happen to buy a diesel which I've I've never ever bought a diesel before, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll admit to I didn't realise it was a diesel, so that's my mistake. Although you know that that model of C class, right? Far and away, there are more diesels out there than petrols. They just petrols just didn't sell. Nobody wanted yeah, a petrol C class. Yeah, but there's people. This because people are idiots have the penny, well, no, penny pinchers thinking, oh, I'm going to get a diesel because it's better. A little bit, but also it's also the government. The government wanted people to buy diesels. Yeah, you yeah, had that's true. you had that's true. very very cheap road yeah. tax for buying a diesel. You were encouraged to go and buy a diesel. So I don't blame people for going. Well, I'm just going to buy what the government tell me to buy. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But yeah, I bought that. It was a diesel. Happened to be that the engine was the OM651, which is. Uh, even though the engine is not too bad, but it's so poorly designed that if anything goes wrong with it, you have to pretty much take out the bulkhead and get down to the new. So I bought it, and uh, it had uh, the turbo wasn't kicking in. Do you want the story of the? Should I give you the story of this Merc then? We've probably got another two minutes, so if you can cram it into two minutes, all right. We're so all basically, ears. bought it, and it was kept going into limp mode, kept going into limp mode. So the inlet manifold that was leaking. So I had to pull off the inlet manifold and that's just not like you have to take the EGR off to get to the EGR there's a little bolt around the corner that you can't get to unless you take the bulk head off from the back so I had to take the bulk head off take the EGR off to get to the inlet manifold luckily the inlet manifold was okay it wasn't cracked or anything like that but it was the gasket that was worn so I had to change that put that all together still going into limp mode next thing I see now then there's a bloody massive ass oil leak and I mean a big ass oil leak from the bottom happened to be from the oil cooler Where's the oil cooler? Underneath the inlet manifold. What do you have to do to get the inlet manifold off? Everything you just done. Everything you just done. But thankfully, luckily, I managed to get the EGR cooler off, which means I didn't have to get the whole inlet manifold off. Otherwise, I would have scrapped the car. (laughs) Just give up. So change the oil leak. Still going into limp mode. Put the scanner on it. Keeps going under the boost sensors. 
changed all the boost sensors, changed the DPF sensor, we're still going into the boost sensor. Now, someone did before mention that I've got a leaky turbo on there, so the turbo needs to be changed. And one of the first things I bought for the car was a replacement turbo. But I thought, let me fix all the other issues, i.e. the limp mode and stuff, and then I'll change the turbo. So I did everything else, and it would smoke like... It would smoke like the guy from what's A Team Hannibal. <laughs> it would absolutely smoke from kickoff and that. And I was like, all right, you know what? I've got to get the turbo changed. Let me change the turbo, and then I'll give it into. I'll have to admit defeat. Give it to the independent specialist, and they can have a look at it. Change out the turbo on it, which happens to be a sequential turbo. It's not a single turbo, sequential turbo. Mm-hmm. Change that all out and stuff. Changed it, done it all, done that. Started up, took it for a drive. Right as rain. So it was the turbo. So it was the turbo. But here's the thing: now. there was no visible signs, were there? It was leaking. The oil seals, had, the oil seals had le- had leaked, right? Yeah. But what here's what I don't understand. You can get the sent. You can get the. So it tells you all the other codes and that that come up for the boost sensor. But if the turbo's gone, the turbo's putting the car into limp mode. Obviously, it why does. is it not coming up with the? Why does it not come up with the code to say turbo? No, I don't think there are any sensors. I mean, I'd still have to do all those other things like for maintenance and that repair, but. It would have just made it so much easier to be able to identify where it is. So change the so, so. But then as I was doing all this, I started taking pictures, mainly initially to be able to remember where parts and that were. But then I started doing pictures. I thought, oh, you know what? I've done this. I've got a whole host of things. I do it with all my other stuff. And I do it all on my driveway. I don't have any ramps or nothing like that. I do it all on there. So I thought, you know what? I'll just create a page just to show the work that I do on myself and that people can do it themselves and stuff. So, so. If, if, if that excited you or even meant anything to you and you understood half of that you first of all you're uh, 10 steps ahead of me uh, but <laughs> give o a follow on uh, on instagram at driveway autos driveway autos driveway motors driveway autos driveway autos uh, see some of the stuff he gets up to in his in his spare time um some of the comments are and captions are quite amusing along with the pictures i'm sure he will absolutely rant and rave uh, at the manufacturers and how terrible their mechanics are and their engineers are for designing such stupid ridiculous unreliable cars and he is an engineering god because he's able to you fix damn them in right half I am. the time i do the shit in half the time it takes them not to do you are now getting a sneak preview of uh the captions you phone up and asking for a quote on an inlet manifold yeah 10 hours sir are you feeling right okay I, I made a mistake there i've basically just unleashed him six i did it in six hours and i've never done it before these guys are supposed to be experts and work on these cars all day every day 10 freaking hours for the whole Idiots. for the whole of this recording he pretty much ignored me didn't even look at me once and was staring at his phone and now all of a sudden he's awake and really alert because we're talking about manufacturers uh, engineers and, and and their mechanics but it's only these badge wankers that keep these cars the, the only reason these companies still exist or can keep is because of the idiots that go to get the cars repaired selling a car they're not making that much it's all the other idiots that go there yes sir 10 hour for a turbo change it takes four hours well i, I imagine most people uh the idiots that you're referring to don't go and buy a car sight unseen at an auction with a blown turbo just just saying no admittedly they probably don't but <laughs> these people still go to the gap to Merce- i have to get my car done by mercedes please these idiots they're not pros they just learn from a textbook and do it that's it I actually, I actually had my car service today. Um, where, and I, and shall I ask where from? Yeah, you can ask where from. So uh, I went and got quotes from uh, main dealers and they uh, they were all a much of a muchness. Then I contacted a very well-known independent specialist and uh, contrary to popular belief, they do have the tools and the ability to be able to also update the central service system. So your car 
will still have a full electronic service history record. Oh, yeah, of course you do. Yeah, uh, yeah. It will also have the dealer printout, and they use manufacturer-approved parts. Uh, and I was able to save myself uh, the best part of £200 on a service. So I absolutely uh, bit their hand off, took it, booked it in, and everything went completely fine. They gave yeah. the car a clean bill of health. Was it A service or a B or a C service? It was a B. So it was a major service. Okay. But oh, uh, ma- ma- Do you know Next I, episode, I, I, we're going to talk about major services and minor services. Stuff freaking can't. Oh, I can't wait. Well, don't worry, we're also going to talk about much more exciting and interesting stuff. We're not just going to talk about car servicing. So sorry if we bored the crap out of you for the last five minutes, but that was done for the entire purpose of reminding you that you should go and follow us on Instagram at Drivel Podcast, at Driveway Autos, uh, find us on Facebook, interact, comment, but most importantly, leave us a five star rating yes, and a review. Please. Really support the show. And the final thing that you can do just before we go is you can, if you enjoyed anything find that we my said, page. well, yeah that but um, even more important than that if you enjoyed anything you heard today tell a friend about the show let other people know about it don't yes. keep it a secret share the love uh, and that will help our listeners to uh, listen to volume to climb so with that we will leave it there we're glad that we are back we will try and continue to bring you guys regular shows uh, this is a slightly longer one than normal but hey it's our first show of 2021 so we really really hope that you enjoyed it uh, as I said it was a special episode dedicated to Nissan and the memory of my dad and his first Nissan Bluebird uh, so yeah great uh, show for us to record important show for us to record we hope you liked it and uh, we'll leave it there take care bye bye